0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome again to another edition of the Demon Land podcast. My name is Andy, and uh, back by popular demand, uh, he was away last week. Great Viney, good evening.
1: Uh, good evening, Andy. Good evening, Demon Land. Um, nervous times mm. on the board and among the supporters. Three games to go, and uh, we probably need all three wins to secure a final spot, don't we?
0: Well, we're really cutting it fine, but... um I, I think we. This is where we are at our best. I, I don't think we do well. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, my MFC SS, uh, the Melbourne Football Club supporters syndrome bleeding through. But I, I, I don't like. I'm not comfortable with uh, being in, actually in the eight. I like to be uh, fighting to get into the eight. I think when we're, we're in there, we get a bit complacent. We don't play at our best. I think we play at our best when we're you know backs against the wall. So uh, hopefully. <laughs> that rings true, and uh, we can get a few wins uh, in a row.
1: Well, what about the theory that we don't play well when we're the favourites? Uh, we're probably not the favourites this week. It's probably even Stevens I haven't seen the betting, but against Brisbane and Collingwood we'll certainly be favourites. So, uh, you know, it's... Um, there's a popular myth on Demonland that we don't do well in those circumstances, so... I, I don't think it's a myth.
0: I think it's quite been proven uh, time and time again this this year. Um, we've lost uh, games uh, that we should have won or been uh, thought to, to win.
1: Uh, yep, yep, there's been a few of those, there's no doubt about that.
0: So um, a, a lot's been... Uh, we're, we're late in the week doing this podcast for various uh, reasons, so... I don't think we'll discuss too much about the um about the past the last game I think that's been uh, done to done to death so um yeah we might uh we might move on from talking about that we won't talk too much about it we've you know the teams are out now we should focus on the next week and the coming weeks um after that um if you're not aware tonight we're going to have a very special guest we've got one of the assistant coaches uh actually the offensive coordinator um Troy Chaplin joining us tonight and he'll be joining us uh, sort of in the next 7 7 minutes so um uh just prior to that um yeah uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about the game um particularly I mean early on in the game we were 3 goals up and I, I didn't know what to do with myself I thought I actually thought I, I threw aside the mfc ss uh for a second and i thought hey we're, we're gonna win this and we're gonna win this well um i think about eight minutes later i was under the sitting under the couch uh in the fetal position rocking back and forth so yeah uh, my day was spoiled <laughs>
1: well i didn't see the game um i uh, i was at work and i haven't seen it and i haven't really read the board but I did get a chance to uh, look at the scores twice and uh, the first time was early in the game and we were three goals up, just as you said, yep. and I thought, oh, looks like we're on today, that's good, um, and then the next time I checked, which was about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes later, uh, we were six goals down, <laughs> um, so it obviously didn't, uh, didn't take long to fall to bits
0: yeah and it really just seemed to happen very quickly, like we were playing really well. things were clicking we you know we got the goals We were three goals up they looked uh, they looked like they didn't turn up at all we We had all the play, all the ball, and then it was just bang bang, bang. it was very quick, they were very slick with their ball movement, and we were like witches' hats i i don't know what i don't know what happened um uh it, it it was very worrying, particularly because we, you know, <laughs> we now have to win three games to get into the finals, and um, yeah, very worrying signs, and it's got to turn around very quickly, otherwise we are going to be, you know, September we're going to be sitting twiddling our thumbs, looking at uh, the draft as being the next next exciting thing.
1: Um. Yeah, well, thankfully, you'd think our fate is still in our own hands yes. for the moment. So as long as that remains the case, um, then uh, all we can do is hope, I guess.
0: Well, as supporters, that's that's all we can do. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, we can't get out there and do it, and, and nor would uh, <laughs> we want to or be able to. Um, yeah, fate's in the, in the guys' hands, the players and, and the coaches, and... Um, We've got to get the job done. Um, can we win two and get in? Uh, I guess with results going our way, we can, but uh, you really we've got to win three. And
1: yeah, and you'd want to add some percentage too. Um, uh, that obviously could be crucial in the final calculation. So, you know, we want to win, not just win, but win well.
0: Well, that's been um, also a, a, another problem of ours um, when we have one. Um, I'm not saying we've just fallen over the line, but uh, we've sort of failed to put teams away. Um, Adelaide, yeah, we be forty
1: points seems to be the sort of upper limit. Um, well, what of, have we uh, what, of our victories this year?
0: What, what have been our big wins this year? That Adelaide win. Um, I think
1: the uh, the, Bulldogs, the Gold coast win was Bulldogs. comfortable, wasn't yeah. it? But, that was Again, it was, 30, it was only about 40 points, I yeah. think.
0: And, and the Bulldogs as well, uh, which also I think we failed to um, to sort of uh, go on with it in the last. I think we will 50 points up, if I'm not mistaken, at three-quarter time and ended up 57 points maybe at the end. Uh, or will 57 end up 50? I, I can't remember. Um it seems so long ago <laughs> and and after uh, later on we we've got a few polls, you know those unscientific demonland uh, polls um, and I pulled up a few polls from earlier on in the year, and we might uh, take a look at those as well, uh, just to see the comparison mainly they're those polls that uh, of do you think will make the finals uh, so we'll take a look at those as well. Um, but shortly, we're going to uh, go to our um, go to our guest, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I've, for a while. I've wanted to get a coach um, onto the onto the podcast, sort of pick their brains. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this.
1: Well, uh, yeah, look, we won't go too much into tactics yes. uh, when Troy comes on, but um, it'll be interesting to just hear about. Uh, you know, we'll ask him. Will voice the frustrations of Demon Land uh, in relation to the um, long bombing, um, and ask whether you know the players uh, should be lowering their eyes uh, a bit better as they go forward. So, um, and we'll also just uh, get updates on uh, uh, on a few forwards and where they're at, and um, you know how the structure um, is and should be and will be in the coming years. So. Uh, good get to have um, to have Troy on, and uh, looking forward to the chat.
0: Yeah, well, one of, one of the questions I you know prior to today I wanted to ask was how um, how Gus Angus Brayshaw was tracking and how far away he'd be from getting a game, and uh, you know we'll talk about this later. But it, uh, he's at least been named in the squad uh, for the weekend, so I mean that's great news for him. Um, so it, looks, it is.
1: You'd think he, if he's been I think he'll play, won't
0: he? Yeah, I think um, if they've named, um, look, you don't know. Um, they've named the extended bench, so anything can happen um, between now and then. Um, but we will, we'll discuss this a bit later on. Uh, let's get, uh, let's get Troy on the buzzer. I'll put it on hold. You'll, uh, you'll just hear some. Uh, we've got, well, just prior to the to the show, we were playing the uh, 2006 elimination final. Um, against St Kilda, um, hopefully in preparation to, to playing finals this year. But uh, I'll put that back on. And, uh, yeah, when we come back, you'll uh, hear Troy Chaplin.
1: Our guest tonight was drafted at number 15 in the 2003 draft by Port Adelaide, where he played 140 games in nine seasons before joining Richmond as a restricted free agent at the end of 2012 in his first season as the, at the Tigers. He was a top three finisher in the Jack Dyer Medal, and after four years at that club, he retired and joined their coaching panel to work under Damien Hardwick for the remainder of the year. It was mooted that he would make that position permanent before being lured by the D's to become the football department's offensive coordinator. Talking, of course, about Troy Chaplin. Uh, uh, welcome to the Demon Land Podcast, Troy.
2: Good day, guys. Thanks for having me. Um,
1: how much has the game changed since you first played?
2: Oh, look, it's a good question because it's probably changed about five or six um, times throughout my playing career and then again um, this year as well it's changed once again. I think when I first started there was a lot more one-on-one battles and then throughout time um, there was the introduction of the the rolling zones through um, the the old Clarko's Cluster and then it was press-up footy through Collingwood and now it's just um, it's got really quick, so it's it's changed four or five times throughout probably the last 14 years, and the game's pretty demanding now. And it's it was one of the main reasons it got me in the end because the, the speed just got too too much for me, and the body couldn't handle it anymore as a player. But I'm certainly enjoying the role as a coach at the footy club now. It's been fantastic this year.
0: That's right. Your your first game uh, was in 2004, and it was, funnily enough, against the Demons. Um, what do you remember about that match? Uh, I know, because I looked it up today, that the Ds won by 53 points, and David Neitz kicked six goals. Um, you weren't playing on him, were you?
2: <laughs> no, I wasn't playing on him. <laughs> what I remember is, um, it wasn't until the day before the game that I actually found out, because Chad Torn's missed with a Corky, so... I got the late call up uh, Friday afternoon, and uh, yeah, Choco Williams rang me and said, "Oh, look, mate, we're going to play you, and you're going to start centre half back." And I thought, "Oh, this is fantastic!" And then <laughs> rocked up at the ground and didn't come on until after half time. So we <laughs> told a bit of a fib there, but yeah, the D's were were too good that day. Um, as I said, the fifty odd point uh, win, but it was just fantastic to play my first game on the MCG. It's one of those childhood dreams that you have, and um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to to live it. And, um, I think also playing in that game, his first game for Port Adelaide was Josh Marnie, the city operations manager now. So it's, um, it's funny how it's sort of come full circle that Marne's he appointed me and now I'm now I'm a coach at the Melbourne Demons. You,
1: um, you sort of preempted out um next question because we mentioned in the intro you were set to take up a role um, as an assistant coach at the Tigers, but Josh um, persuaded you to come over and join the Demons. Um, what was it? um that got you over the line um with the red and
2: the blue? Well it was yeah, it was sort of a phone call out of the blue. It was um just sort of ran to to put the feels out and see if I'd committed and at that point I hadn't committed to, to anyone really. Richmond had said that they wanted to interview some senior guys and I was fully understanding of that at the time and um he just teed up an interview. Um it was more just a, a catch up over coffee really. It was the first time I'd met um Simon Goodwin and Brendan McCartney as well. So The four of us just sat around at Goody's house, just talking footy. And, um, yeah, the following day, um, Marns offered me the job, or the the guys rang through and offered the job. And I had a couple of other interviews to go, and I sort of weighed up, obviously, um, got a young family. And and in Melbourne, was a perfect opportunity to to stay where we just moved the family across. But then once I had a look at the list, we got such great young footballers coming through. I mean, the the guys like Petrarca, Oliver that we've seen this year, Jaden Hunt. And then you've got those middle tier guys like Jack Viney, who's just been absolutely superb this year after having some injuries as well. And it's got a good blend of some senior guys with Jonesy and uh, Bernie Vincent, now Geordie Lewis. So I just thought that the the list was well-rounded and it was was a group of guys that I really look forward to, to working with. That was the main thing.
0: So Troy, um, you know, as the game evolves, uh, so do the coaching roles. Uh, you're currently the uh, offensive coordinator. Can you explain that role that you currently occupied and uh, who are you in charge of and, and what exactly does, does the offensive coordinator do?
2: Yeah, look, it's a good question. There's all sorts of terms nowadays for all different coaches, but it's it's pretty much the role that Simon Goodman was doing last year. And it's anytime Melbourne has got the footy in their hand, it's any offense. That's uh, that's I look after offense all over the ground. Yeah. So come game day, I'll spend the majority of the time with the forwards. I look after the forwards game day, but uh, throughout the week, I'm watching vision with with all the players on. Um, based purely on how we want to move the football and their decisions off the ball as well. So, um, yeah, it's sort of changed. When I was a, obviously a player, I only really um, dealt with the defensive coach, the backs coach. But Melbourne have got a, a completely different setup, and I reckon it's great that you you see one coach for offence all over the ground. Jade Rawlings looks after defence, and Benny Matthews looks after our contest. So um, you get to... As a player, you, you probably get to see um, three different coaches and learn three different um, types of the game. So I really like the setup that we've got down at Melbourne now. What's
1: it like working under um, Simon Goodwin? He's spoken a few times in his press conferences uh, about the coaches, his assistant coaches being adventurous. Does he give you sort of how much license does he does uh, he give his assistants?
2: Yeah, look, he's um, he's he's been fantastic. He uh, he does give us a fair bit of uh, leeway to come up with new ideas. Obviously, we discuss them during the week. Uh, we've got a plan come game day that um, we might have a couple of scenarios that we think the opposition might come up with, and we've got solutions for those things. And, and that's probably what I've I've found with Goody is he's a real solution-based coach. He he doesn't want to know the uh, what's going wrong or the issue. He wants to know what we're going to do about it. So it's. It's a it's a good way of looking at it because you can sit there and, and say certain things are happening game day, but unless you come up with a solution, they're not going to get fixed. But in terms of being adventurous, we've just tried different things uh, this year. Uh, there's no doubt, as the supporters would have seen, different centre um, set bounce setups with aid coming off the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a whole range of things that we've looked at doing. We've had to alter our our um, stoppage setups when Maxi was out for that period of time as well. So. We've yep. learned a fair bit about our guys, and they've learned a fair bit about the game this year as well. How's
1: uh, How's Jesse going? Um, both in the recovery of his shoulder injury, um, but more importantly, his emotional um, well-being after such a difficult year.
2: Yeah, look, it's it's. I don't think any player would have been through what he's been through, and you don't wish it upon anyone. It's um it's been a significantly tough year for him, and then to have a collarbone a couple of weeks ago was just. It was almost the nail in the coffin in a way, but he's he's such a great kid, got great self-awareness. So I caught up with him today um, just to see how he was tracking, and we're actually looking at doing some contact training with him on Saturday, um, with wow. the view that he 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 may come back next week, wow. depending on how how it goes. So, he's um his turnaround's been fantastic. He's He's, uh, he hasn't given up on the year, he really wants to come back and, and contribute to the team and, and we're looking forward to having him back because we know what sort of quality player he is but I think just the character of the kid, he's, he's probably learned so much about himself this year and his resilience, um, no one can question that at all and for a 22 year old it's, it's, it's quite unbelievable really.
1: That's great news.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Where do you think his best position is? Is it deep forward uh, or up at centre forward where he can use his running ability and get up the ground?
2: Yeah, look, it's a a good question because I suppose in today's footy, you can't really get set in one position. Um, We've thrown him on ball at times as well. You talk about his running ability. When I first got to the club, I've been fortunate to play with some pretty handy players. I mean, Alex Rance, he's... He's physically and um, like in his strength, but also his running capacity right up there with the one or two I've seen throughout my career and Hogue's matches that. And that was the one thing that blew me away when I first got to the club is, was his ability to, to run. Um, it's just phenomenal for someone his size. And that's why we sort of uh, threw him in the middle at times throughout the throughout the season, just to give him a, a different look because he's so valuable to us. But look, I mean, it's it's a hard one because we got... I mean, ideally, you'd like to play in full forward with kicking bags of goals, but the game's changed. That you can't just have that stay-at-home forward anymore. So um, he he understands the game, and he'll, he'll throw himself around, and he's almost got a bit of a license to do that because he's got so many attributes that help us in so many ways.
1: Uh, Jesse's absence and injuries elsewhere saw Tom McDonald go forward, uh, where he's been a revelation. Um, tell us a bit about that and the kind of work you've done with him to hone his skills as a forward. And will he go back this week now that Sam Frost has been uh, been dropped?
2: Yeah, look, it's um, it's one of them moves that you, we just didn't really know what we we're going to get at the time. It was it was um, halftime of the Adelaide game, and we thought, oh, we needed to uh, to just try something different our targets up forward. We, we were getting a contest, but no one was really. Mad and we threw him forward and he kicked two goals within about five minutes so it was something we had up our sleeve and then when um, when Jesse uh, obviously went down we thought why don't we throw Tommy forward and um, him and Cam Pedersen can alternate in the ruck and yeah to Tommy's credit he's worked extremely hard at his craft he, he watches a lot of vision on, on other opposition forwards and he's put a power at work into his goal kick and he's, he's one of the most accurate kicks in the competition at the moment and that's due to the work that he does at training and um, whether it's during training or at the end of training, he's got a real sound technique, which has been pretty important for us this year yeah. in certain games. But um, in, in terms of this weekend, it's, yeah, with Frosty going out of the team, we're probably going to have to throw him back, just given the the height that St Kilda have got down forward. I mean, rewild out's obviously a good thing, but with Bruce and memory there, uh, we need to be pretty pretty cautious of that. But what we have got up our sleeve is if we're not getting a contest forward of the ball, we might be able to go a bit of a smaller back line and throw him back forward. So there's a couple of things that we might see this weekend
0: um obviously we don't want to discuss tactics and strategy too much just in case uh we have op- opposition spies listening in uh, <laughs> but one of the frustration of supporters uh, on this uh, forum is uh when the ball is bombed long into the forwards uh, rather than lowering the eyes and hitting up a target um why does that happen is it because of the pressure on the ball carrier or do we just need to improve our delivery
2: yeah look it's a, it's a little bit of both it's a great question um one of the things that, that we found this year is that teams have tried to sit a, a defender out the back of our forwards just given our speed and our ability to get get out the back early in the year so a lot of the times when um, guys look out, the first thing they see is that spare player out the back so what have it just been trying to teach our guys is that you can't always keep lengthening back to goals, you've got to obviously um, if you can get in behind your defender and then lead back up at the ball that'd be ideal so the last couple of weeks we've we've been practicing our kicking inside 50 but we just haven't been able to get the reward at the moment it, it is something that, that is it's a frustration of mine is our connection inside 50 that a lot of the time we're kicking our goals out the back or from ground level so ideally um, it'd be nice to have someone down there and when you've when you've missed miss Hogues for the majority of the year he's the sort of guy that can mark the footy down there so there's been a little bit of personnel but there's there's also been a fair bit of our delivery too
1: um mitch hannon has been uh, a real revelation this year especially his ability to get the ball to boot so quickly um, but we've also seen him uh, spend time in the middle um, over the past month where do you see his future um in terms of a position
2: yeah, I think at the moment it's it's that forward that can pinch hit in there. He's a little bit like Christian Petrarca. We're we're pretty fortunate that we've got two guys who are similar. They're both powerful, powerful players. And um, we're talking about a guy who's in his first year and Christian's in his third year that they just don't have the capacity to stay in the midfield for long periods of time at the moment. So I think that, as you said, Mitch is very smart around, around goals. He's a very clever player and he's very good overhead as well. And we... We actually haven't seen the best of Mitch overhead yet. Um, it's, it was one of his strengths at VFO level last year, but he was, he's coming off a shoulder off shoulder surgery, so he's probably still lacked a little bit of confidence in that area. But if you had have asked me at the start of the year, would Mitch Hannon have played every game bar two that he's been rested, I, I would have had serious doubts over that. But he's been really impressive for us, as have a, a lot of our other young guys. So, I'd say towards this back end of the year, now that we've got um, some players back from injury, we'll see Mitch forward a fair bit more.
0: We sort of answered a bit of our qu- our next question was about Christian Pritchard. Pr- Christian Pratarka. Um, you know, we wanted to know whether you know he'll continue to spend significant amounts of time in the forward line, or will he predominantly play as a midfielder once he builds his tank? And I think you sort of <laughs> answered that a little bit. Um, but yeah, where do you see him in the future as mainly a midfielder? Yeah, look,
2: I, I sort of seen. It's probably similar to an, an old team teammate, teammate of mine, Dusty uh, Martin. That, yeah. uh, they're both they're both similar sort of sizes. They're they're very good one on one players, forward of the ball, but they're so good around the footy that um, you're sort of robbing Peter to pay pay Paul in both areas yeah. of the ground. That when Christian starts to develop his tank, he he's going to be a, a pretty pretty phenomenal midfielder. Um, he's had a bit of a taste of it this year, so. I think he understands um, over the off-season to improve his uh, running capacity is only going to help his ability to go on ball. But um, I think either area of the ground, I mean, whether he's on ball or forward, he's very dangerous and that's the sort of player you want in your team. So I think the the best thing or thing that the supporters can look forward to, I I think Christian's only at about 50% capacity at the moment. I think he's got so much improvement to go. He's still learning the game. He's still very raw. He's um some of the things he does at training, um, and his one-on-one marking that I've seen this year, I will just shake my head at times. I just can't believe what he does. So, uh, he, I'm real bullish about about the kid and the and the future that he's got at the footy club. How's
1: Sam Wiederman, uh tracking, and uh, when can we expect him to become a permanent fixture in the senior team?
2: Yeah, look, Sammy's Sammy's probably um, not far away at all. His his last few weeks at the NFL level have been very impressive. He he um he's probably we probably void him of confidence a little bit earlier in the year when, when Hodes went out, we relied on him to play as our, our number one forward and um he just yeah, he found it hard. He he probably got taught a few lessons from a few senior defenders out there. But at the end of the day it's gonna be great for his development going forward. He he learned a fair bit about the game and the demands of it and uh He's been focusing on his launching at the ball at, at VFL level. And, and as I said, his last three or four weeks, he's, he's been really important. I know he, on the weekend he was quiet in the first half at VFL against Sandringham. But when the game got a little bit hot in the last quarter and, and demanded someone to stand up, Weeds was, was the guy that really stood up for us. And when you're starting to see them, them things develop in a, in a young young key forward in his second year, you get really excited and... Um, same time you've got to be careful you don't come in and and uh, pushing too early but we're really we're really happy with how he's going and he, he's not too far away I mean if we can get Sammy Weedham in uh, keep him in really good form he he's going to play an important role for us in the next few weeks and hopefully deep in the finals.
0: Nice. I, I like that you did mention the F word <laughs> there, <laughs> and let's let's hope that we are uh, into into September because it's something that uh, all of us at Demonland, uh, you know, we've been starved for in um, in recent years. So, uh, anyway, Troy, we want to thank you for your time. Um, really appreciate you coming on uh, the Demonland podcast. So, thank you very much.
2: No worries. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Not a problem. Good luck
2: for the rest of the year. No
0: worries, thank you. All right, cheers. Thanks, Troy. Well, that was uh Troy Chaplin, uh offensive coordinator of the uh of the mighty Melbourne Football Club. And uh yeah, I did like um I did like him uh, mentioning deep into September, but uh yeah, we've got a few uh hurdles to um to uh get over before we get to there. Um but, yeah, interesting a few of the things that he did say about some of the players.
1: Well, two very interesting things. Well, you know, don't say we don't break the hard news here on Demon <laughs> yeah. Land. One is that Jesse Hogan will be doing a little bit of contact work um, shortly and uh, thinks that, you know, well, he's probably hoping to get a game next week. um Doubt that would be the case, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good news that he's, he's back um, doing contact work. And then we also found out that uh, Tom Mack, of course, will be uh, most likely playing down back this weekend. Um, so that makes um, that makes sense with Frosty back to the future for yeah. um, for, for Tommy McDonald.
0: Well, that's you know he's so uh, versatile now that uh, we we always knew he could uh, swing back into defence um, and. You know, with Frosty going out, he he definitely – he probably does need to go back. Look, Rewalt's out, but, um, you know, every time we've had the news that um, big power forwards are out, we had two big power forwards out – Uh, of our opposition team last week, and that did not stop uh, the opposition team being able to score uh, goals. So, um, you know, Rewalt being out, um, you know, (laughs) I might have preferred him to play (laughs) a little bit injured uh, in the team. But we always have problems with Membry and Bruce. They always um, take us to the cleaners. kick a couple of goals. So, uh, yeah, we've got to be on top of uh, them this week. And, uh, yeah, Tommy Mack being in defence is, um, yeah, I don't mind uh, him going back there.
1: Uh, yeah, and well, you know, and, and Sam Wiedemann's been selected this week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets a game.
0: Well, he um, m- he might with uh, with Tommy Mack going back. I think you almost he, it almost uh, says that um, do, yeah. that he's going to play in the forward line. Um, uh, not necessarily, but it, it's it's a strong case for it. Uh, who who else do you think might uh, go out of the team, or do you think uh, uh, will it just be a matter of uh, two people coming in to replace the omitted uh, guys, and um, no one else is going to be dropped?
1: Uh, it will be interesting to see the forward structure, whether they go Wiedemann, Watts, Peterson. Mm. Um,
0: What's a weather forecast? <laughs> I guess that's that's always a. Uh, that could a, be a, a part a, of it, yeah. Could be an
1: indication. Um, I, I didn't see the game last week, so I don't know. Um, you know, I've read. Uh, I know there's a Jack Watts thread on there. I can't yeah. see Watts being dropped. <laughs> no, I don't think he'll be by dropped. All accounts, at... He isn't uh, in great form.
0: No, he's not. He he. The last two weeks, uh, and three. Has he been back three weeks? I think. Uh, yep. Even in the um, the Port Adelaide game, fumbled a, a little bit. He he just wasn't on his game, and I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just in his head. Um, but it's not the Jack Watts that uh, was his playing.
1: tackling really lacks intensity, uh, doesn't it? Oh,
0: my word! Um, it's not last year. He had a great year and was seemed to be excited about his footy. And it's almost the opposite now. And I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm I'm not a, a Jack Watts basher, but uh, there are plenty on, on Demon Land, um, you know. But well, he's the got his justified,
1: out. yeah. Um, as much as the praise is. When it's deserved,
0: yep.
1: So um, you know he's done some great things this year. Um, was instrumental in a number of wins, but mm. uh, people expect you know that people expect consistency in effort, if nothing else. And you just uh, can't say that about him all the time.
0: No, not at the moment. Um, if you'd like to call the show zero uh, three nine zero one six three triple six, that's zero three nine zero one six three triple six, or Skype us Demonland thirty one. Um, yeah, give us a call. Um, let's discuss, We're going to discuss a couple of things that have prop cropped up on Demon Land we're going to discuss the uh the game and uh our chances uh for finals uh coming forward so uh yeah we'd love to hear from other Demon Landers and get their um their thoughts on that um we had some um we had a poll this week i don't know if you saw it because uh you have been away and out of um internet range um for a lot of that time so um yeah we had a poll with three games to go uh uh, do you think we will make the finals? Uh, how do you think uh, the votes went on that one?
1: Uh, what do you I haven't Demon... looked at it, so what do you no, think I'm Demon not Land... sure.
0: What... what do you think, Demon Landers are thinking?
1: Um, I think the negative probably won out over the positive.
0: <laughs> yes, it did. And
1: people <laughs> probably use the thread to vent um, <laughs> at what they see happening over the over the next three weeks. Well,
0: the the thread actually was. Uh, not necessarily about the, uh, with three games to go, do you think we'll make the finals? It, the the, the uh, thread was more about, uh, is, it a f- is this season, 2017, a failure if we do not make uh, the finals this year? And we talked about this earlier on in the year, and, and I remember you were yep. saying, no, it's, it's not a failure because it's the long game and all that. And I think I was in the camp of, mm, yeah, I think it might be a failure if we don't make it. Um, so where do you stand now um, if, we, um, if we don't make the finals this year? Um, is, no, is I still the stand by,
1: by my earlier position. Um, having said that, you know, I, I won't be happy if, um, uh, if we put in, um, you know, three poor performances now. Um, I want to see uh, the form that we saw earlier in the season return. Um, And as long as that happens, um, even if we did miss out, uh, I'd still be satisfied with the season. Um, If we finish the year, you know, in a slump, basically, having lost, um, you know, five of our last six or whatever it ends up being, um i i'll be disappointed but i'll still think we will have made improvements um from last year and i'll go in confident into next year
0: yeah we we definitely have uh, made improvements i i don't think there's any doubt about that but then there's still i mean for me I, I we've made improvements because i do believe that on our day we can beat any team in the league um but, uh, and I've said this a number of times, I still believe we can lose to anyone, as has been, uh, was evident uh, against North Melbourne. Uh, perhaps it was because we played them in Tasmania in the cold, in the wind. Maybe if we played them uh, at the G, might have been a different story. Um, but, yeah, I still think we can go out next week against Brisbane and, uh, you know... Get beaten by the bottom side I mean I know they've uh they 've improved a lot throughout the year, and they're playing a lot better than their um you know their position on the ladder uh, says but i I still think we could lose to them uh, that's you know that's the year type of year we're having, but um I take a little bit of heart that we can go up against an adelaide and 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 knock them off. And West Coast in West Coast, we've had some, some good wins. But, yeah, I want to start seeing consistency. I guess that's um, that's what I want to see. And I don't think we're going to play finals until we can be consistent.
1: Yeah, look, the consistency doesn't worry me at the moment because we're so young and inexperienced. And it annoys me when people on the board mm-hmm. um, say that they're sick of hearing that excuse because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a fact. It's, uh, it need not be an excuse. It's just a fact. And um, you can't blame and criticise the current group of players for being young just because you're still frustrated from the days when, you know, Jack Trengove and Jack Watts and um, he who shall not be named were young. <laughs>
0: Yeah no um, and that,
1: you can't it's not the fault of that. the current group that you know we've yeah. had four successive failed rebuilds yeah. or however many it is and that we've basically been young and crap for 10 years so um you know Clayton's only played 30 odd games uh, the same for Christian Petrarca and uh, and others Jaden Hunt yeah so you know um yeah, Look, I, I don't like seeing uh, no.
0: No, I'm not seeing I'm,
1: people reject that um, statement of fact.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not in. That, I'm not in that camp yet. I, I think uh, when we're having this discussion, perhaps this time next year, or midway through next year, and possibly the year after, um, if 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 people are still bringing up the, um, uh, you know, we're young we're young, uh, you know, we're still learning, then I might start to get a bit more frustrated. But, I, I, I you know, I want to make finals this year. I want them to, to win these uh, remaining games because they're all winnable games. Uh, St Kilda, we're playing a team that's been up and down this year. Um, we've probably been better than them this year uh, in terms of results. Um, I think we should knock them off. And if we are genuine finals contenders, we will beat them. Um, this, this, this poll, you were correct, uh, 48, oh, 40, sorry, 46%, uh, was, uh, no, we will not make the finals, uh, 25% was yes, and 27% is unsure, so we have a lot of, uh, people on Demon Land that, uh, <laughs> that do not know, uh, what's, uh, sitting on the fence, <laughs> sitting on the probably, fence. Where,
1: probably where I am at the moment, uh, yeah. so, um, which raises the question, um, uh, of And on, there's been a thread on this Are we tapering?
0: Yes, that, well that was going to be the next thing Before we go about the tapering I'll just say that uh, the results of the um, If we fail to make the finals Is this 2017 a failure? Um, 60% said yes it is a failure 30% said no And uh, 9, nearly 10% uh, are undecided So um, yeah, most people disagree with you uh go, go ahead uh yes the tapering
1: as as it is uh as it is in life generally so <laughs> that's fine
0: yes so uh there was a thread about are we tapering now i'm assuming that that um, that, that, that that was a threat. the thread about whether uh you know we're just sort of uh, like happened last year with our last two games where we just sort of lost steam is that is that where this thread was uh, headed
1: Well, um, no, more so that the loads were being managed to get us ready for finals. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, you you can't know until you're inside the club, really, on a question like that. But um, I would have thought that they just would have been more intent on securing a spot in the finals rather than effectively banking on it. Yeah. um, And sort of taking chances and... Yeah. Look, I think I'd be surprised.
0: I think it, the uh, our back end what was of, the
1: what was the consensus well, in the thread?
0: Well, I didn't I think the, I didn't read the whole thread uh today, but I think my personal opinion, I think our back end of the year was very trying. We had the trip to the Northern Territory. Um we've had the couple of away trips uh uh, but even before the northern territory trip we you know we traveled to the perth we had northern territory trip we've had the trip to tasmania and then canberra back to back you know in you know the the cold conditions um i'm sure didn't didn't help yeah i think it's been a tough uh tough back end of the uh draw so um yeah we had a lot of six date remember we had consecutive weeks uh, you know three Consecutive weeks of six-day breaks. Yeah, none of that would help. I accept
1: that, but I don't know about you know one-hour flights to Tassie and Canberra.
2: It's
0: still it the whole travelling issue thing. I don't, you know, it's the not sleeping well, in their beds. Well, in, in that
1: case, we've got three uh, games at the G to finish off. Yeah. Um, you know, then there should be no issue on uh, on that count anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's something about the workloads or anything like that. I, I don't think they would have uh, been doing that. I think it, it, no, the f- current thing. I think might you do that be... if
1: you're uh, you know if you're sitting in well, second spot uh, mm-hmm. um, at round seventeen, you might start thinking about tapering and getting ready for finals, but not when you're. Well Not someone been sort of sitting seventh and eighth, which is where we 've been
0: that was uh, what uh, uh, bring back Powell, and I agree with uh, that username you know, let 's bring back Powell. <laughs> I liked him uh, I hope you're, he said i hope you 're right, but this kind of strategy is usually usually reserved for teams that have won four out of the last seven flags and make September every year without fail uh, so it 's a type of thing you know Hawthorne evolved probably <laughs> would have done Geelong probably, but um,
1: yeah, I
0: don't think yeah. we're in a position. No, 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 and I don't think that. they'd be going. I, I, I doubt that they'd be doing anything like that. Um, I think uh, we can sort of start discussing the the next week's game. This you know, next week, this coming coming match, because uh, Gus is um, is making return. I, I was going to, um, you know, as I said, I was going to ask uh, uh, Troy how far away Gus could be and. Uh, you know, I was even going to put the question to you, how far away do you think Gus is? Do you think he could play this year or would they not uh, risk him? But uh, I think his form in the twos is starting to warrant uh, a game and it looks like he might play.
1: Which is fantastic. Great story, um, great perseverance from Angus and well managed by the club. And good luck to him. if he does get a game, I think he will, and can't wait to see him back out on the G and I'm sure he'll get he, a uh, I'm sure he'll get a um a very big round of applause and uh, of appreciation from from the demon supporters. Uh, he deserves it.
0: Oh, oh absolutely um if you do want to call and join the show uh zero three nine zero one six three triple six uh you can discuss anything you uh, like uh or skype us uh, demonland thirty one so that's uh zero three nine zero one six three triple six demonland thirty one on the skype um our injury list um uh, i don't know if you know joel smith um uh had a knee injury and uh, had some scans, and initially they thought it was worse than it turned out to be. Uh it wasn't an ACL, um, so he's not going to be out for 12 months. Um, uh, so I guess that's good news, but uh, yeah, he is out for the rest of the season. He hasn't had much luck in the injury department, I think. You know, he had the shoulder injury, and he's had something else since then, and now the knee, so Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. No, I hadn't seen luck. that so no. um, it's bad luck for for Joel when uh, at the start of the year he really looked prime for a, a you know a great season so yeah, um they took... unlucky unfortunately one of the unlucky ones.
0: Yeah, it came off uh, the rookie list earlier in the year um you know looked like he was going to be a staple of the uh, back line and then did he did an injury and then even coming back after that he, he couldn't really find uh, that uh, early season form. So, you know, let's hope he gets his body right and uh, has a good pre-season yep. under his belt and uh, gets back in the team next year because I did like the guy. Um, yeah, the injury list, it seems we've got a lot of people out for the rest of the season. Uh, but the big name on there is Jess, Jesse Hogan, three to four weeks, but could be uh, in, back in earlier than that, which was great news. We'd love to see Jesse Jesse back.
1: Yeah, and it's good to hear that uh, Troy's, you know, checked in with him today and that he's, you know, feeling good. Um, and it would be, yeah, imagine if we did get him back before uh, before the season's end, um, you know, whether it's against Brisbane or Collingwood or, um, or even beyond. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be great to see him back out again. But uh, you know, regardless of, um, of what happens, uh, it, you know, I think uh, with Jesse, we just looked at 2018 and uh, uh, hopefully you know sort of he can put, uh, put this year behind him and, uh, and move on.
0: Well, I don't know if um, I don't know if you, uh, you, you didn't follow the board much this week uh, or, much of the internet but there was a rumor from somewhere uh, some source I don't think it was one of the main uh, things um, that Melbourne would be put Jesse on the on the uh, trading block Um, I couldn't even tell you what the source was (laughs) of that uh, and I don't know how reputable it is but uh, from from something I read somewhere they said that every year these clowns are Forth ridiculous things, and I guess if you throw enough things out there, some of the things can come true. But uh, I can't see us putting and, and the they that was in relation to the lever uh, deal that we would uh, put Jesse up as uh trade bait for that to get that deal over the line. Um, yeah, I can't see us doing that. And um, yeah, I mean, why would you give up a forward just to get a great backman? It's sort of like you know. The Loving only circumstances that
1: that would happen would be if Jesse requested it of the club. Yes,
0: yeah, obviously.
1: And from everything we know, um, he's quite happy being in Melbourne. So uh, I'd be surprised if there's any uh, any merit to that rumor at all.
0: Now, the uh, you must be aware that the D's um, apparently met uh, with uh, with Jake Lever. Uh, it was widely that. reported. Last in the last week, but uh, Jake Lever came out uh, yesterday or the day before and uh, denied um, having met the D's. Did you see that?
1: I didn't see that, no. So, where did the, who uh, made the initial uh, report? Uh,
0: that that he denied it, or that, or the initial report? no, no, no.
1: That uh, that he met with. Oh, Robin. that was
0: all over. That that was that was sort of widely reported. And he's denied it, yeah.
1: um, and then so the, what? Is denying it just a smokescreen? know. Uh, so the don't, fact uh, that he did I, it, and he pro- may may have even come to terms. I
0: don't know. I don't know. All I know is that uh, he's come out and denied it. So. Um, I don't know anything else about it. Uh, if someone can call in or even uh, post it in, we've got a chat room. If uh, anyone wants to post further details about that in our chat room at com slash podcast. Um, yeah, let us know what the deal is with that. Um, hmm. Yeah, I uh, would like it to be a smokescreen. Um, I don't think you weren't here, obviously. You weren't uh, with us, with myself and Whispering Jack. Uh, last week we did talk about the Lever thing and um, uh, possible... we well, would we'll have to give something up for him. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on what you'd be willing to give up for, for Jake Lever?
1: Um...
0: We put up names like um, Neil Bullen... Uh, Obviously, probably a first-round draft pick as pick as well would have to go into the mix. But
1: uh, I get a I get the feeling that Neil Bullen is going to be this year's trade bait yeah. um, default. Oh, for, for Diederland, or just, and that there won't be a um, there won't be a deal discussed that doesn't <laughs> somehow involve the offloading of Alex Neil Bullen. Um, who will be, uh, you know, he's had a, a decent year than yeah. club, yeah. but. Um, well, because uh, he's no had doubt, a decent no doubt year. The value that posters are placing on yes. him is a lot more than what it actually is in the market.
0: Well, I think when you're talking about uh, doing a trade deal with Adelaide, you, you throw up sort of also anyone else who has any links to uh, Adelaide That's whatsoever.
1: True too. Um, so has Billy Stretcher's name been, uh, been thrown up then?
0: Well, I, 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 I,
1: I. People are probably doing them as a double.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it comes as a package deal. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, I I think as always when there's a club who uh, wants to get another player, they always try to get, well, the supporters of that club try to um, uh, get the best deal that they can and from the Melbourne thing we want to try and get this great player by giving up absolutely nothing (laughs) for him. Um, Yeah. But obviously, we're going to have to, um, if we want to lure someone like that over, we're going to have to do business with his club. And that means we might have to give up uh, something of value. But certainly not Jesse Hogan. No. Yeah. Nope. If anyone else would like to weigh in on that, zero three nine zero one six three triple six or Skypass Demonland31. So. Big game. Uh, I wasn't aware of this, uh, but apparently, and c- you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I read online today that this is St Kilda's first game this year at the G. Could that be correct?
1: Uh, I don't know. I didn't read it, um, but it's, that's that, amazing. Is that, that is, ludicrous? Is that? Um, they couldn't be happy with that.
0: I know these Eddie had stadium uh, teams love that stadium, you know. They think it's the bee's knees, but surely you want to play a couple of games on the G during the year, particularly if you want to play in September, because that's going to be where you're going to be playing. Um, you know, that that's sort of unheard of for a uh, Melbourne-based. Well, uh, teams. we should
1: be uh, we should be um, using that to our advantage. Uh, people talked about North possibly having an advantage in the Hobart game because yep. they play down there and know how to know how to play, you know, in an open ground like that. Um, and the same goes for the uh, GWS game at Manica. Um I saw a post from RPFC on the board, um, and he's Canberra based and they play that oval. and He said that from what he could see. Um, strategically in how they you know played uh Manica, they got it completely wrong so um let's hope St Kilda's inexperience um counts against them on the weekend
0: uh yeah but uh you must remember we are the Eddie Had stadium specialists so um uh, maybe we need to go back there
1: yes well <laughs> so are they so um yeah in this instance i prefer to be playing at the G.
0: Well, we do. We've got our last three remaining games at the G. Uh, So, you know, I implore everyone to uh, get out to the G and uh, support the guys because I'm going to treat these next three weeks as finals. They're all mini-finals. Mini-elimination finals, uh, I guess, for us. um, Considering that we've got to win them.
1: Now, um how did Corey Maynard go, and will he keep his spot?
0: Well, um, people were quite uh, happy with him. I, I think he'll keep his spot. Um, now, I think he even might have gotten some coaches' votes. Am I going crazy? Did you see the...
1: No, no, I didn't see any of that.
0: What's the AFL... What is... Oh, putting coaches coaches, coaches' coaches' Association. Coaches' Association, yeah. Um, bear with me while I uh, look this up. Maybe I was dreaming. <laughs> Maybe it was... Uh, but I have a feeling uh, coaches' votes... Uh, what are we, we're around 19? Or were we 20? No, they don't have it on. Oh, damn, they haven't uh, updated their their website for this week. Oh, no, they've got the round 20 leaderboard, but, uh, no, no. It was on the, uh, MFC website. But, uh, but I, I, I thought he played all right. Um, I'm happy to, to, to keep him in the team. Um, I, I was a bit shocked, um, I was a bit shocked by um the other omission this week uh Salem um you know might not be playing his best footy but um I don't know.
1: Mm. I was a little bit Yeah look I, I as you know I didn't see the game on the weekend he, so it's he a didn't bit get hard votes by the way for me judge but um
0: no, <laughs> May- Maynard. I uh, know didn't get coaches' votes. I know where he oh, got a Maynard. vote. Oh, <laughs> Maynard, right? I'll Sorry,
1: talk
0: you talk. no, no, no. May- Maynard didn't get uh, coaches' votes. He-, he got votes in the Demon Lamb Player of the Year. <laughs> right. So I apologise for that. That that Demon Land Player of the Year is is the more um, prestigious of those uh, awards, as everyone knows. Um, yeah, that's where he got the vote. Um, so well done first game he got the vote in the demonland player of the year yes also a uh, very scientific method of uh <laughs> of awarding uh votes um yeah as i said massive uh massive game uh this week uh you know the closest we've uh, got to a final um in a long time so um Get down to the MCG this week.
1: Yep. Big game. Very big game. So, get on board and uh, let's back the boys in.
0: Yeah. I mean, a loss, a loss this week. It's just, you know, you can almost, uh, what do you do? (laughs) That's it. So, big game. Final. Finals atmosphere. Um... All right, I think um, I think we're going to leave it there for for the night. Um, it's been a pleasure. I want, just want to thank uh, the club for uh, allowing uh, assistant coach uh, Troy Chaplin onto the podcast tonight. Uh, it was a great interview, and it was great to sort of get you know the coaches a coach's perspective um, on that uh, next week we're... Probably going to have another guest, I won't announce it yet, um, I will announce that it's a past player, and it's always great to hear from uh, past demons, um, so I'll announce that uh, during the week once I've confirmed it, so um, yeah, we'll uh, and thank you to my co-host, uh, Grape Viney once again. Good evening. Alright, so um, yeah, big game this week, everyone get down to the G, get your uh, family, friends, your cats and dogs down to the G. Big game.